Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. Down to earth. This is what we're talking about. We're in a series we call this Down to Earth. And the inspiration scripture is over in Matthew 6.10. And Jesus said these words. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Simply put, what I get from this is this, is just that, man, let's start living life right now. Let's not wait for another time. How many, how many times have we thought as human beings, well, when such and such happens, when my ship comes in, then I'm really going to enjoy life. Or someday, over in glory land, it'll all be good. I mean, familiar things. We even, there's even been songs written about this kind of stuff. No knocking on anybody that wrote those songs. You know, they probably loved God and were really cool. But, but let's just get real and let's come back to what Jesus said. He said, on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you know, let's not wait till some future date for some future event to begin living life and enjoying God. But right now, right here, let's start walking with him. Let's, see in him man, let's start seeing him manifest himself in our life in a daily way. Really, that's what I'm kind of, man, I'm in this groove, you know. Let's experience God every day, every day. Let's hear his voice you know, all, you know, whenever we need to, you know, let him direct us and guide us. Let's, you know, not just come to him in times of great need, like, oh, God, I need a breakthrough right now. But, you know, I mean, I do those things. But let's have times where we go to him and say, I just want to soak you up. I want to hear and hang out with you. And, man, just get to know you better. How fun is that? Getting to know God. Let, let him be familiar with us. You know, let him be more real to us than the problems that confront us. How much time do we spend talking about the problems compared to how real God is? Mm, ouch. Nobody get upset. They're okay. Don't get offended. Okay. God wants to be so real in our life that it's day by day. And this isn't some weird thing. This isn't like, oh, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. No. I'll tell you what, if you're really truly heavenly minded, you're a whole lot of earthly good. But if you're just a flake, you know, you can be a flake either way. Help us. Oh, man. No granola Christians full of flakes and nuts, right? Um, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. I mean, what I'm talking about isn't something that makes us weird. What I'm talking about is something that makes us stable, something that makes us like a rock, something that makes us so secure that no matter what's going on out there, we've, we know who we're standing with and who's in us, and we know who we are in him, and I tell you what, we're unmoved down to earth this is down to earth stuff all right so we're just you know as I've been going through and teaching I know Pastor Stephen's going to teach in a couple weeks here not next week because it's the baptism but I think the next week and and you know he doesn't need to follow my pattern he needs to follow what God's given him that's how we get in trouble guys is trying to follow somebody other than God you know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, and that's cool, but I'm telling you what, have, have your connection with him. It isn't, you know, to you, it isn't how great I can hear God, you know? Oh, you know, my pastor, well, he really can hear God. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, no, that's not what really counts. It's you hearing God. 
It's you hearing God. Don't expect me to hear God for you. You know, there's some things you got to do yourself. You know, like go to the bathroom. You got you to do that yourself. Okay? Did you really go there? I'm sorry. But you know what? You and I individually, we need to get to the point where we hear God ourselves, Where he speaks to our hearts and, and, and we have confidence in that. You know, as, you, as you're learning to hear him and, and get direction from him, he's so gentle. He'll give you things that you can do. And, you know, the, the question I always ask myself when I'm, 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 I'm saying, is this God or, or what? You know, and I come back to this, I say, well, what will it hurt? What will it hurt to step out and do what I think God just told me to do? Now, if it's going to have some terrible consequence, well, then I might pray again. might ask my wife. In fact, you know, if you're married, it's good to connect, you know, have, have agreement with your spouse. But, uh, you know, learn to hear his voice, and he'll train you. He'll show you. He'll, he'll teach you in the way. So I've been doing is I've been going through Matthew chapter 6. All right, we're getting down to it. Matthew, and we left off in right at this verse, verse 22. So Matthew 6, 22, Jesus is talking still, and he says this. He says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that's in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Wow, that's, that's deep stuff, Jesus. What's he, what's he talking about? Well, one thing he's saying is this, man. Your eyes transmit the very light that's in you. You know, can I, can I say this? We need to get to where we look people in the eye. You know, now I'm going to be staring at everybody's eyeballs while I'm preaching. <laughs> now, don't get weird with that. Don't walk up to people and, and it's like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of weird, okay? But look people in the eye. I remember one time I was uh, working for, you know, well, you guys all know where I worked. I worked for the Billy Graham Evangelist Association, and I was the supervisor over the outgoing mail department. What does the outgoing mail department do? Well, they send out millions of pieces of mail every single week. And so, you know, we oversaw the, 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 the sortation of all that stuff and the different rules and regulations that they had and made sure that the mail could get out the door. One time, we had a mailing rejected. And, and what that meant was it was up in Canada. And it was like, I don't know, 100, maybe 200,000 pieces of mail that got rejected that needed to be distributed through Canada. And something technical had happened, and I could give you a long story, but basically what it meant is I needed to go up to Canada and had to talk with the inspectors up there and try to negotiate a way that the, the mail would go through, okay? So this was, like, this was like a big trip to me. It was like, oh, man, I didn't want to have to do this, you know. Sometimes, you know, oh, you're good to go to Canada, hey. Well, it wasn't a fun trip at all. But I remember before I left, my, my boss, who was a, 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 a type A businessman, you know, he had this, this, this chat with me before I left. And he says, Paul, this is what I want you to do. When you get up there, you're going to talk with these inspectors. And he said this, he says, this was his coaching me. He says, listen, they're people, you're people. He says, look them right in the eye. Don't get weird, but look them in the eye when you're talking. He says, I want them to make connection with you and see that you're a person, you know, that you're not just this company. 
And, and you know what I did when I got up there? You know, I was, I, I, there was like four or five of them I had to meet with. And, and man, I just, I, just, I just made contact with each person consciously. I just looked them right in the eyes. And you know what? We got the mail through. We got it through. We made adjustments, and we got it through. But I, I, I remember that because it was so cool because I, 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 it was really godly advice is just to make connection. Let them see the light that's in me and walk. One time I remember I was in um, Germany. Jane, you were on this trip, and, and, and we were out there on a missions trip, and we went to Germany, and it was a great time. And, and the emphasis of the trip was, was we, we had different churches. You know, our teams split up, and some of them stayed in Switzerland. We all went to Switzerland, and then some of us went over into Germany, and we worked with a local church in both places, one in Switzerland and one in Germany, that, that we could just, we did kids crusade and we did stuff in the park and every day we went out evangelizing and what we 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 knew this about it because we'd been to Europe before is that the Christians there you know um, a lot of them just didn't have the boldness to go out and street evangelize you know to walk up to people and it was break wasn't Jane it was breaking ground wasn't it We'd go out in these little teams, you know, and we'd have somebody from the church with us and one, one of us with them, and, you know, another person would be there to specifically to interpret. And we just went and we did one-on-one -on -one evangelism out on the street in, in, in this town in Journey. Ohm was the, the town. And, and uh, it was a really cool place. And I remember the first day I was out there, I was just, you know, it was kind of hot and it was bright. And I had on my sunglasses. And, you know... And I don't, don't go make some doctrine up out of this, but this is what I personally found, that I did better when I took my sunglasses off. Why? Because I look people right in the eye. There's some kind of a connection that gets made when you look at people in the eye. Something happens. The, the life and the light that's inside of you is seen and transmitted when there's eye contact. Jesus said this. He says, the lamp of your body is your eye. So what I'm talking about today is this. Let your light shine. I'm not down on sunglasses. I wear them all the time, okay? But I'm just saying this, that there is power on the inside of you. There's life on the inside of you. Let people see who you really are and show them the love of God. And... Uh, Let's see, I've got a bunch of scriptures here. Let me read a, just a couple here to, to give you this. This, in 1 John 1, 5, he said this, This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Isn't that amazing? You know, God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. Wow. That's, that's cool. Then Jesus said this in John 8, 12. He said this, that Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the very light of life. What God has in him, when you've got Jesus, you've got the same stuff in you. You've got light on the inside of you. You know, the person that you really are is not this body, but the person you really are is the person on the inside. Now, that doesn't mean you should just let your, your body go to whatever, 
But it does mean this, that you should walk through life with an awareness that this isn't me, the real me is inside. And let this man stand up strong. Let this man be the one who shines. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 3, Peter said it like this. He says, don't let your adornment be merely the outward arranging of the hair and the wearing of gold or putting on of fine apparel, but rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So Peter said, you know, he says, guys, don't get caught up. He, he didn't say don't ever comb your hair. He didn't ever say don't ever wash your face. He didn't say, you know, don't, don't wear clothes. You know, goodness, let's get that straight right now. Okay? But he said this. He says, don't let that be your priority in life. You know, you can, you can excel in those areas, but I'll tell you what. Make sure you're excelling even more with who the person is on the inside. Do what it takes to let the person on the inside of you shine and have his place in the world. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul said it like this. He said this, you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. You were once darkness. You know what? That's us. That's every one of us. No matter who you are, what you did, you were once darkness, but now that you've, you've, you've received salvation, Paul said this, you're a child of light. Walk as a child of light. Walk as a child of light. Well, how do I walk? is a child of light. How do I let my light shine? Anybody wonder that? I mean, you know, I've asked that question. Well, let me tell you one way that you let your light shine. As you begin a process that, that is so important, it's probably the number one thing as a believer that we have to do that we need to emphasize here in the earth. And the process I'm talking about is to get our heads screwed on straight and start thinking the way God thinks. Start thinking like a new creature. Start thinking like a person who's been born again. Start thinking like the person we really are on the inside. Don't be dominated and ruled by the outside, but rise up on the inside and be the person that God created you to be. I saw, I saw a preacher uh, wearing a shirt this week, and, and it said this. It says, I was, I was born to do this, born to do this. And I thought, wow, what a statement. I was born to do this. What are you born to do? What, are you doing what you were born to do? Now, that doesn't mean that everybody should be a preacher or a minister. I tell you what, some, sometimes you're, you're, what your profession is isn't what you're born to do, but you're being that right in the midst of it all. I mean, I love I loved the times I've had working, you know, secular jobs because, man, I just can stand up and be a light right there in, in a place of darkness, you know. I mean, I love that. I mean, some, I, 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 I love having an impact. I love going places where everybody isn't a Christian and I can go, boy, that guy's different. You know, they ever say that? Do they say, you're different? Well, that's a good, it could be a good thing. Matthew 5, 14, Jesus' words again. He says, you're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand so that it gives light to all that are in a house. So Jesus said this, don't let the light that's in you be hidden by a dark covering basket on your head. 
In other words, this is what I'd say is this. Don't let the life and the light that's on the inside of you get stifled by a, a dumb head. Okay? What's a dumb head? Now, nobody raise your hand. A dumb head is someone who still thinks the way they used to think. In other words, James said it like this. He says, don't be double-minded and expect to think you're going to get anything from God. Don't be double-minded. What is a double mind? Well, the literal translation in the Greek means someone who has two minds. Now, this brings me back to being a teenager walking through the state fair and seeing the freak shows and seeing, you know, you might see a sign, see the guy with two minds. But unfortunately, it's something that happens in the world today in church, in Christians. Not here, but, but I tell you, it happens. You hear me? Not here. All right. Two minds. What is that? Well, here's the deal. You get born again, and all of a sudden you got this stuff on the inside. You got a connection with God. But then you go ahead and you put on this thinking, thinking cap, and, and the thinking cap tells you that everything, you know, is has not changed. You're still still who you used to be. You're still dealing with the same problems. But you know what James is saying, what Jesus is saying is, guys, let this thinking cap, let this head start thinking like the person inside you. What's he think like? Well, he thinks that, that God's real. He thinks that Jesus died for me and paid the price to set me free. He thinks that I can be everything God's created me to be. He thinks that I'm a success in this life. He thinks that I have high favor from God and man. And that wherever I go, you know what? I can make a difference for, for the kingdom. You know, it, it's time we just get familiar with who we are inside. It's time we get familiar with God. It's time we not just, just, you know, recite Bible verses, but live Bible verses. You know, we, we, uh, we made a change this winter. We, we did some remodel in our bedroom, Dana and I did, and, and, and we, we scraped the popcorn off the ceiling and painted the walls, and Pastor Stephen was over helping me. And, and, and one of the things we did in our remodel is we put in new carpet in the bedroom. And you know a funny thing that happened when we put in new carpet? Our cat will not go in the bedroom. And if she does, you know, she jumps from like the hallway to the bed and, you know, tries to walk along the side of it. And then she, she just, she's like freaked out by the carpet. So she doesn't come in the bedroom at night. And in my opinion, it's one of the best things we ever did. <laughs> but she's got this, this, this habit now and, and I swear Dana has trained her this way. But, but she, she's been, been sitting outside the door when it's bedtime, and she, she cries. And our cat is a Siamese, and, and we came to the discovery this weekend that her voice sounds like Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and so this, this little cat is sitting outside our bedroom door going, hey! and you know what she wants? She wants me me, dad, to come out and play with her before bed. Doesn't want mom. She gets her all day. But at bedtime, it's got to be me. I got to come out and play with the cat. So I go out and I got this little stick, you know, that's got a string on. It's like a fishing pole and it's got one of them toys. And I can sit in the chair and go whoop and whoop, cool, you know, whatever. And finally she catches it and she, she just purrs like crazy when I do that, you know. And, and, and so I'm sitting here the other day and just, just doing my thing with a cat with a fishing pole and psh, flipping it up and, you know, letting her get so close. And I go, whoop, and it flies in the air. And she, she just is amazed at the trick, you know. 
But uh, I was sitting there looking, and we have this decorative pillow in, in the, the room I was in. And it has a Bible verse on it. And I think it's in James. I think it's, if I was going to take a stab at it, I think it's James 4, 8. And it just says this. It says, draw nigh to God or draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And I was just sitting there thinking, you know, as I'm playing with a cat, you know, and looking at that pillow, and I was reading the verse, and I thought, you know, I could take that verse, and I could memorize it, and I could recite it, you know. I could say it different ways and all kinds of stuff, and all that would be good. But, but how much better to go out and do what that verse says? It's saying this. You see, the Bible was written for this purpose, that you and I would see how to connect with God. And we seem to do just about everything else with the Bible except that. So I'm sitting there reading this and thinking, well, yeah, I know that verse. Draw an eye to God, he'll draw an eye to me. And, you know, I might even know it in three translations. But how much better to take the instructions and do it. You know, James, inspired by the Holy Ghost, was probably saying, wow, I've seen this, I've seen this, that as I move towards him, he moves towards me. As I, as I, you know, the other thing would be true, too, is I step back, man, he holds the distance, too. But you know what? Why not make my life a continual, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm drawing near to him. I'm moving towards him. And he's going to get more real and more real and more real all the days we live. Then we get to heaven, and it gets more real and more real and more real and more real. How real can it get? I don't know. I haven't got there yet. But we're going that way. All right, so thinking, thinking, getting our thinking straight, getting our thinking in line with our heart allows the light that's in us to shine out and to affect people. You'll enhance your wattage that's shown to the world when you start thinking like a believer. Jesus said, your, light of your, the, your eye is the light of your body. He says, man, you got light in you, let the light shine. You know, if there's darkness in you, how, how, how great a darkness is that little light or whatever? I don't know, I can't quote his verse. But I know what he's saying. He's saying this, guys, you can get excited. You got something in you that's transmittable, transferable. You can shed light wherever you go. Open your eyes and let the world see who is living in you. All right. Do I want to read any more? I'll just do this one. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. It says this. Paul was talking. He said this, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, people tend to, you know, get all ooby-dooby about pulling down strongholds. I probably have too, okay? But the real context that Paul's talking about here is something we all deal with. It's, it's fortress, fortresses that have been erected in our head in the way we're thinking, okay? How does that happen? Over time, 
thinking the same way over time. Maybe you grew up with people telling you you were a loser, you know? Is that how they do it? Loser, you know? And it just, over time, you know, maybe you went to school, maybe, maybe kindergarten was traumatic. You know, everybody grabbed the, the tinker toy you wanted and you say, I'll never get what I want in life. You know, I can't make a jet. It doesn't have the red point on it. You know, I can't do it. Loser. It's like a fortress that gets built up here. And Paul said this. He says, says we have weapons that are not natural things. We have wep weapons that are not of this world. And they're, they're made for pulling down strongholds and fortresses. Then he says this. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought and, and making it obedience, uh, obedient to Christ. You know, where does your imagination go in life? Does your imagination run wild sometimes? Maybe you've even heard things, you know, on the news or on TV or, or in the neighborhood, and it just fills your mind with these thoughts and imaginations. And, you know, imaginations are given to you by God. God gave you imagination, but he didn't give it to you to let it run wild about the things of the devil and the things of this world. He gave us imagination to begin to imagine him in our lives, to begin to imagine what it would be like to walk with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, what it would be like to, to walk and take the lid off our, 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 our head and, and begin to think like heaven and begin to allow the light that's in us to affect the people around us. You know, imagination should be like, wow, when I walk into the room, light fills that room, and man, every darkness is exposed and runs, and I tell you what, people get free. That's imaginations. Imaginations. That's why Jesus said you got to become like a little child to enter into the kingdom of God. Because little kids know how to imagine. They know how to sit down and have a tea party. They know how to sit down and play army. They can do all kinds of things. I'm, my older brother and I, we used to play army all the time. We had these little figurines that we'd play, you know. It was even before the days of G.I. Joe. But we'd have forts lined up, and sometimes they'd be western, you know. And I tell you, you could just have a whole adventure without even leaving the front room. Imaginations, gifts given to us by God to pursue him. To pursue him. Taking things that are, are in heaven and, and bringing them right down to earth. Bringing them right down to where I live. You know, sometimes you have a big day coming. You know, the next day you have something like, like that day I had to go to Canada. I mean, goodness, the night before that, I, I got to say, I probably didn't, I probably wrestled some with my trip because it was a bit intimidating, you know, and, 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 and honestly, at that time, when I, I was going up to Canada, I was not the one that was really versed in how to, how to deal with Canadian mail. I became that person. I went to a seminar. I, I learned. I dug into it and found out how to deal with it. But at the time I went up there, I was kind of lost. All I knew is they threw an A after every sentence. How you doing, A? Oh, I can speak Canadian. Yeah, okay, got it. But, but, but you know, that's all I knew, really. But I, and so I'm going up there to talk these people into letting our mail go through, and I didn't even know what I was doing. So there's imaginations that can run wild. Paul's saying this, man. Get control over those imaginations. Harness those things. Bring them into subjection to the person on the inside. Bring them into the light of God. Start imagining it. Man, when I go in there, a God goes in there. 
When I go in that room, I, don't, I mean, I know everything, but I know God. He's with me. I'm going to look him in the eyes, and the favor of God is going to be upon me. I'm telling you what. It works. It works. All right. I'm going I'm to shut down here. There's goodness. Get going talking about this stuff. You could talk for 10 weeks easy. But, but I'll come back to this verse and just end with this. It's Ephesians 5.8. Paul said this. Read it already once. He said this. You were once darkness, but now it's a new game. Now it's a new day. You were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. That's the reality. Now here's the thing to do. Walk as, a children, as children of light. You are light, so therefore walk as a child of light. Wow. How are you going to do that this week? Well, let your imaginations go wild. Think about how it's going to be walking as a child of light. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.